Warning, the Motion Picture Association of America requires that we inform you that this episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies contains massive spoilers that could ruin a first-time screening of the film covered in this episode. So, if you don't want to know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's that Goose in Top Gun, that is really Kaiser Sose at the end of The Usual Suspects, or that Bruce Willis was a the whole time in The Sixth Sense, then proceed with caution. Powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey, hi, everybody. Hello, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. That's right. We are back with another fantastic look at a film that both Mindy and I have watched. Mindy, go ahead. Tell us about the fantastic film we're going to be talking about today. Well, in keeping with the theme of the regular Derek Duvall show, it's NASA week here, and we are going to be talking about the fantastic 1995 classic Apollo 13. Exactly. And the reason we're picking Apollo 13 for those who just now tuning in and haven't gone through the back catalog is we just had astronaut Fred Hayes, who in this film was portrayed by Bill Paxton. Anyway, the real Fred Hayes was on the show did a great hour and 15 minute episode with me. And as of this morning, it's only been out now for 18 hours and it's already done gangbusters numbers. I am amazed. It's broken the record for the fastest downloaded episode since we've been doing the show. So that's incredible in itself. Mindy, how are you doing today? Great. Great. All right. So let's go ahead and just get right on to it. First off, Apollo 13, 1995, starring Tom Hanks. Kevin Bacon, Bill Paxton, Ed Harris, and Gary Sinise. Ed Harris would go on to be nominated for an Academy Award for this movie. I didn't actually didn't know that. So, uh, rightfully so. He was great in the movie. He was. I have some excellent things in my notebook <laughs> that <laughs> he right. said in the movie. <laughs> we'll get to the notebook in a few minutes. But first off, I mean, now this movie's been out since 1995, and we've known each other a long time. What was the first time you actually saw this film? That's a good question. I actually don't remember. I mean, I know I had seen it before we started watching it, and we watch it quite often, actually. It's true. Um, but yeah, I don't remember the first time I actually saw this. Probably like most old classics from that time period, it was probably on TBS on repeat. I was probably where I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> One day, folks, we will review Shawshank Redemption on the show, and we'll tell a great story <laughs> about that. Indeed. All right. So, uh, me, obviously, my dad took me to see this movie in the theaters. And my dad never went to movie theaters. He hated doing it. But he took me to see Apollo 13. And I think my mom went, too, to be quite honest with you. But, uh, no, I, I anybody who knows me, and I'm not even from America. Like I said, but I love the space program. I'm a, I'm a, If you see my office, I'm a space nut. Apollo 13 is a fantastic film in itself. I actually looked it up before we started recording. It's got a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. 
I am not surprised at all. By Neither that. am I, actually. Um, I'll just edit this real fast. It also has a, ooh, an 87 audience score. That's actually quite surprising, actually. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. But anyway, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't take away anything from the greatness that is this film. So going into this, like I said, Ron Howard, he got the original idea from the book, which was Lost Moon, which was written by Jim Lovell, who is portrayed by Tom Hanks in the movie. And uh, apparently it was shopped around for various uh, studios and finally Universal picked it up. And I've been very fortunate to actually have other guests from my show who have been in Apollo 13. Notably, right off the top of my head, Jim Eskimen, who is uh, a great character actor, also in the show that you and I are watching. That Oh, the Big Door Prize. Yeah, he's in Big Door Prize. So he's been in a million things. He's one of those great character actors. He can be in anything. So um, anyway, long story short, basic premise. If you haven't listened to Monday's episode, I'll catch you up. Or if you've (laughs) never seen this glorious film or heard anything about it whatsoever or read the book that it's based on or know anything about the real life story. You know Here's what? a brief synopsis. You know what, fans? I will not even give you a brief synopsis. You should go and listen to Monday's episode of Derek of the Derek DeVault show. <laughs> no, I won't do that to you. Basically, the basic premise is after Apollo 11, you know, interest in the space program was waning, but we still kept sending men to the moon. Uh, after Apollo 12, we came to Apollo 13. And halfway, about a day before they were supposed to make the lunar orbit, there was a massive explosion and crippled the spacecraft. And the next three days were basically spent trying to keep the astronauts alive. Uh, The movie dramatizes some stuff and we'll get into that in a few minutes, but for the most part, the story is the same where numerous obstacles came up, including, you know, carbon dioxide filters shallowing in the, in the reentry. And of course, having to repower the spacecraft up using the reentry batteries. Long story short. Yes. Spoiler alert. They came back to earth. Okay. But the actual way they're able to take a real-life event and dramatize the hell out of it to the point where you kind of forget the actual story is a, is a masterstroke of filmmaking from Ron Howard. What do you think about that? Oh, for sure, yeah. You, I mean, obviously, we know it's real because these are real events that happen. But yeah, it's you, you do get lost in the story because it's such a good film. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the, the production behind this movie is incredible. Obviously, they got to use the Vomit Comet. And they did some shots in there to make the the um the weightlessness stuff. I've always wanted to go on the vomit comet. It's like a dream bucket list for me. Derek, tell us what is the vomit comet? It's a reduced gravity aircraft where they take you up to a very high altitude, turn the engines off, and plummet. And basically, because you're plummeting at such a high rate, you you actually achieve weightlessness. And it lasts for about a good, I think it's like ninety seconds. And that's what they're training astronauts to get used to weightlessness so they can bounce around. And uh, it's really kind of a really kind of cool thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they built sets in there so they can simulate uh, weightlessness. And it was such – that's another part to give it such realism. But I also watched some of the behind-the-scenes, and some of it was done with very clever camera tricks where – and you can see me when I'm doing this. They would actually just occasionally just bob up and down while they're talking like that to make it look like they're still weightless, which I thought is pretty – pretty cool in itself yeah that's pretty so, clever all right so we're yeah, gonna get- i was like that would take forever if they had to yeah. film 90 seconds at a time with yeah. a big drop in the middle so exactly yeah, exactly that makes more sense. all right so i know mindy's got lots and lots of lots of notes so we'll get right to that mindy let's go to the notebook i'm gonna ask you one more time will you oh you're not go out with me okay okay fine i'll go out with you well don't do me any favors Say it. I want to go out with you. Say it again. I want to go out with you. No, no, 
not that notebook. Mindy's notebook. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. (laughs) All right. I didn't take a ton of notes, but I kind of just wrote down some of my favorite parts or favorite quotes from the film because we've seen it so much. I could watch it and probably do a review. No problem. But I like to kind of jot down my thoughts and quotes. So uh, the first one I have here. So in the beginning, they are actually training with a different astronaut. Um, then actually ends up going and Gary Sinise plays that astronaut and like two or three days before they're supposed to launch, they find out somebody on the backup crew had the measles and they've all been exposed. And if he hadn't had the measles as a child, he wasn't immune and he couldn't go to the So they were like, wow. And so anyway, so one of the quotes I wrote down, this is flight surgeon horse shit. So because they were like, oh, the flights are like this stupid. He was like, I'm not going to get the measles. I'm I'll be fine. But the flight surgeon was like, no way. By the time you get to, you know, this point, he's going to be in a fever and all this. And they're like, no, he can't go. So I'd always like that line. This is flight surgeon horse shit. If this was modern times and they got COVID, they ground the whole crew. Well, yeah, that's true for sure. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, And so one of the other things this is true about the movie but they pointed out they said this is mission apollo 13 set to take off at 1313 on the 13th of april so i just always liked that they pointed that out it was like they were trying to like do the opposite of you know jinxing it by going on the 13th and yeah (laughs) that's interesting yeah uh so after the launch um uh tom hanks's wife her character and one of the other wives are leaving and you see all these reporters coming up to try to, you know, talk to them about their husbands and stuff. And one of them says to the other, remember, we're proud, happy and thrilled. And I just <laughs> always think that's funny because then, you know, the reporters ask her, how are you feeling? And she's like, oh, and she just goes right into it. So yep. I always like that line. I always say it right before they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other funny thing that I think actually did happen in real life, too, is that Jack Swagger forgot to file his taxes before he took off. And he wasn't going to be back. And I just always thought that was a funny little plot point. Did you know if that happened in real life? I didn't ask. That's a good question. I did hmm. not ask okay. that question. So anyway, in the movie, anyway, I thought that was funny. So they talked to the president and you know, get him an extension. <laughs> One of the things that was brought up in the interview was basically, you know, this manufactured drama between um, Jack Swagger and Fred Hayes. When in reality, they were very very good friends no drama whatsoever they but apparently the fred said that ron said that we need to humanize you guys so they made they've manufactured this drama and what have you and they said it, it left them a bit uncomfortable a bit because that's not how it went down and it was a little little off yeah true yeah. so one of the other things i wrote down which is always a, a very quotable line from the film is failure is not an option so that's mm-hmm. always good we say that sometimes one of the other things I wrote down was just the word smoking in all capital letters because <laughs> everybody's smoking. The flight yeah. surgeon's smoking. All the astronauts at the place are smoking. <laughs> smoking, smoking, smoking. So mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. Derek says this all the time. I suggest you gentlemen figure out a way to put a square peg in a round hole rapidly. Rapidly. <laughs> Very true. It's very true. That, that is a that is a word. I that is a phrase I use very often. It's true. You like that. 
that one. Yeah. The other one, so uh, as he said, you know, there's this accident in space and they're trying to get him back. Well, they have Gary Sinise's character come back to run some simulations and try to help these guys figure out what they need to do. And so when they finally get the plan together and they're going to talk it through with the astronauts, he gets on the comm and Tom Hanks's character asks if the flowers were blooming in Houston, which they apparently had made some code ahead of time meaning did you end up getting the measles or not and he was like no i did not the flowers are not blooming <laughs> that look he gave the flight surgeons one of my favorite ones ever yes he's yeah. like what now <laughs> and then you get the and then you get the standard i call it the tom hanks frustration look where he just does this he does, that, <laughs> like, does it in several of his movies it's like the same yeah. like frustration look yeah they can't see what you're doing but i gotcha all right <laughs> Um, well, um, well, I do want to say one thing real quick, though, um, that you brought up about uh, Gary Sinise's character. So in the real events and what have you, uh, yes, Ken Mattingly was involved in the, uh, you know, in trying to figure out the reentry program. But he in this movie is a composite of several other people because uh, it's and this is not just from the interview that I learned, but it's also the fact that when they came to him and said, hey, look, we want to do this. He's like, we can't have. 16 characters doing the same thing because it'd be too complicated for the audience. So they composited it to one person to make it look like he was the one. But in reality, it was a, it was a mirage of many teams figuring out these uh, procedures. Yeah. And working in shifts. Yeah. 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 The next thing I have on here is also like one of my favorite lines here. So one of the, I think it's one of the directors in the NASA room tells somebody this could be the worst disaster NASA's ever experienced. And then Gene Kranz comes on and he says, with all due respect, gentlemen, or with all due respect, sir, I believe this will be our finest hour. I just love that line. Cause he's like, Hey, I know this is bad, but we are making up for it. And this is, we're bringing <laughs> these guys home when they should have died already. So I just, I love that line. He's like, I believe this will be our finest hour. Do you know it's true? Um, that line, failure is not an option. Do you know he never said that line? Oh, that's but, like but one of the most quotable ones. But, but that's the thing about it. Apparently during the movie, when they were shooting this, and I actually learned this from Jim Meskimen's interview, was basically that when they shot it, the, the original line was not in the script and they improvised it. And Ron Howard's like that right there. That is the tagline for this movie. And the real Gene Krantz kind of adopted it as his logo, and it's the it's the title of his autobiography. Failure oh, is not an option. Nice. So it, it ended up serving him very well in the future. That's awesome. And then the last thing I wrote down was successful failure, because at the end of the film, they tell us that Apollo 13 mission was considered a successful failure because they didn't complete their mission, but everybody got home safe. There so. you go. Yeah. <laughs> It's, and that is quite true. That is 100% true. But I do like the – and this is the part here. Now, this is the part the other day when I told Mindy this after the interview. You should have seen her heart just sink into her stomach. And it's the part – what Mindy's favorite part of this whole movie is the end, where after the blackout, you hear Tom Hanks saying, you know, hello, Houston. This is Odyssey. It's going to see you again. The whole place, you know – And the crowd goes wild. Never happened. And <laughs> you should have seen her face. I think like I told her there was no Santa Claus or something like that. She was just Wait, what? mortified. Yeah. There's no Santa Claus? Just mortified. And I was like, I felt bad. I was like, oh God, I wish I'd never told you this now. It's okay. But, but uh, I feel like I'll forget you said that next time we watch it. 
But in reality, what happened was is the crew didn't know that there was a such a long blackout because, I mean, obviously they have no reason to contact Mission Control during the descent. And finally, what happened was is they're constantly, you know, Odyssey, this is Houston. And finally, Jack Swagger goes, hi, we're, we're here. We're back. <laughs> That's all it was. And it was a simple. That is a much less awesome. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so yeah, basically that's that was it. It's like yeah, what do you want? Yeah, we're back. There you go. So yeah. Well, I like the dramatized version. A I whole know lot you do. I know you do. I know you do. Okay. All right. Well, that being said, obviously, I mean, every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the world has pretty much seen this movie. It's one of the most popular films of all time. Let's go ahead and get into our final rating score. Mindy, go ahead and tell us what is a one star. Bloody awful. Two. Bloody uninspired. Three. Bloody average. Four. Bloody brilliant. And five. Bloody marvelous. That's beautiful. All right, I'm going to go ahead and go first because obviously. I'm, Gee, I I'm, wonder I'm, what yeah, rating you'll give. <laughs> I'm the space nut, so I'll go. It's a heavily, it's a dramatized film of a fantastically uh, incredible event in human history where People in NASA say there's two things that happen. One, the greatest achievement in NASA's history was landing a man on the moon. But the bigger achievement was bringing him home safely against all the odds. Because in reality, and I've talked to people at NASA, there was no reason they should have come home alive based on what happened. They should have been dead in space. And the fact that they were so many brilliant minds, the math, the engineering, the, the ingenuity of, of having to improvise these life-saving uh, elements, it's one of the greatest stories, in my opinion, ever. And I, I'm not exaggerating it. It really is. If you really, really focus on it and watch it, it is a masterpiece and a masterwork. And the enduring hero and spirit ne never quits. So I give this, gee, I wonder what, five bloody marvelous. Excellent. <laughs> Mindy, I was ahead. I was hoping you'd like get to the end of your rant about how awesome it was and then forget what the question was, but you didn't. <laughs> Mindy, what do you think? Well, Derek, I also very much enjoy this movie. Obviously not as much as you because you are basically a NASA groupie, I think, maybe more than <laughs> <laughs> more than anything. But I really enjoy this movie. The acting is great. It's obviously based on a true story, but it's dramatized in all the right ways and all the right places. And I just I think it's wonderful. So five stars. Bloody marvelous. I will say one last thing before we sign off, though, and that is I really miss Bill Paxton. Mm. He was well, he was such a great character actor and watching this again, especially talking to Fred Hayes, uh, watching this again, it just makes me realize just how great he was as a performer and how dearly he is missed. I can't think of a bad role he was ever in. And you know he's the only actor to be killed by a Terminator, a Predator, and an alien. <laughs> no word of a lie. He is. He, he was killed by all three. Bad luck right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Before we close out shop, I want to say again, we are sponsored by Jerky Pro. If you want to go on there, use promo code Duval37 at checkout, and you'll get 5% off your purchase. And we also want to throw out their little shout out to T Public, who we are partnered with. We have fantastic store on there with magnet stickers and mugs. We're always adding new t-shirts all the time. So go to our website, DerekDevalshire.com. Look on the banner for left that says merch. Click that, and you'll be taken to our store on TeePublic. And again, Mindy and I want to thank them for being such great partners. On behalf of myself and Mindy and the rest of the team here at Derek Duvall Show, you keep listening to them. We'll keep making them. Until next time. 
We'll see you at the movies, Planet Earth. This has been a recording of the Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, to explore past episodes and find links to purchase merchandise. Please subscribe to our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Derek Duvall Show.